You're listening to Rama for Today. When you're operating just by faith, then you do speak the word. It's the word of faith that casts them out. But when you're operating under the anointing, you don't really have to say anything about the devil. Now, sometimes you're led to. Now, now, now notice. I said that sometimes in, in the, in, in, I call it healing line sometimes, just, well, prayer line, ministry line, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes you will be specially led by the Spirit to deal with certain spirits. Because, you see, there is discerning of spirits, there is word of knowledge, uh, which are also manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And they may come into manifestation, you see, as the Spirit wills, not as I will, but as the Spirit wills. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan on a fresh anointing. This anointing will not work unless. Now you see, here's something that you need to see. We've established the fact now. Let's go over some ground carefully that we went over. We've established the fact that this anointing is a heavenly materiality. It is a tangible substance. It is transmittable. It is transferable. By the touch, by the laying on of hands, or by a cloth or a handkerchief, as proven by the garments of Jesus and the cloths and handkerchiefs of Paul. Notice that that woman did not touch Jesus' person. She touched his clothes. His clothes evidently absorbed that anointing. It flowed right into her. And so then, those claws or handkerchiefs or aprons that Paul laid hands on became storage batteries, so to speak, of this power. And then when those handkerchiefs were laid on the body of the sick, the Bible said the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Now, you see, here's something we haven't always seen. We, we notice in that sixth chapter of Luke yesterday, begin with the 17th verse, that Jesus came down with them and stood in the plain with his company of believers and the apostles. And, and there was a great multitude from out of the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon and so on came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now notice, what does the next verse say? What does that next verse say, David? They that were vexed with unclean spirits. And they that, see, he already talks about those in the previous verse, came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, those that were diseased. Now then, what does this verse say? They that were vexed. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. What happened to them? They were healed. They were what? Healed. They were what? Healed. Healed. They were healed, it says. Now, how, how were they healed? How were these with, with these diseases? And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, how were they healed? Read the next verse. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. And the whole multitude, that's the multitude that he's talking about in the 17th verse, sought to touch him. Why? 
For there went virtue, our power, out of him and healed half of them. No, them all. That is, both those that were diseased and those with the unclean spirits. Now, you see, what happened is that we see on other occasions, like, for instance, the eighth chapter of Matthew, after that Jesus entered into Peter's house and Peter's mother-in-law was sick of a fever and he rebuked the fever and it left her. And then the Bible said when evening was come, the, the, the whole multitude gathered around the house. Evidently. They started gathering up the sick. When evening was come, when the Sabbath was over, you see. And here's a whole multitude in Matthew eight sixteen, And here it talks about them that were sick. And the Word of God talks about them being healed. doesn't say just necessarily how. But on, on several occasions, it talks about it. And he cast out the spirits with his word. But now notice here in Luke 6, 18, it said, they that were vexed with unclean spirits were healed. But over here it said he cast out the spirits with his word. So somebody said, they always have to be cast out. Uh-uh, 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 no, no, see, that's where you missed it. Are you listening to me? You see, when you're operating by faith, yes, you've got to speak the word of faith to cast them out. But when you're operating under the anointing, the anointing will drive them out. You see over there in Acts 19, 11, 12, let's go back to it again. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought under the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases. Well, now remember those folks back over there in Luke 16, 17, and they that were diseased were healed of their diseases. And the diseases did what? Departed from them. And what else happened? And the evil spirits went out of them just when that cloth touched them. Wasn't a matter that somebody discerned some spirit. Wasn't a matter that somebody spoke some word and cast them out. See, our, our problem is that we want to put, uh, you know, everything just in a little box, so to speak, and that's it. No. When you're operating just by faith, then you do speak the word. It's the word of faith that cast them out. But when you're operating under the anointing, you don't really have to say anything about the devil. Now, sometimes you're led to. Now, now, now notice. I said that sometimes in, in the, in, in, I call it healing line sometimes, just, well, prayer line, ministry line, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes you will be specially led by the Spirit to deal with certain spirits. Because, you see, there is discerning of spirits, there is word of knowledge, uh, which are also manifestations of the Holy Ghost, and they may come into manifestation, you see, as the Spirit wills, not as I will, but as the Spirit wills. And uh, you're, you're led to deal with that, you see. So then you speak the word of faith, command it to go. But on other occasions, there's no manifestation of the Spirit. There's no, there's no revelation. There's no word of knowledge. There is no discerning of spirits. You don't even know they're there. I've had any number of people to tell me. I don't mean just a few. I mean numbers of them. 
I have letters over in the office. You can read long letters, many pages. Some of the most, well, actually, you know, such a manifestation of demons and evil power that you just hate to mention here. Some of the minor things, people, you know, who in times past been mixed up in the occults and, and now they got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and, and, and speak with tongues and in church and living right. And, and yet these spirits, you see, keep manifesting themselves. Not in them, but around them. They hear rappings on the wall in the nighttime. They hear voices and different spirit manifestations that they were accustomed to over in the occult realm. Over in the realm, you see, of spiritism or spiritualism. And actually, it's, it's, it's absolutely, and I would encourage you to study it because you need to be well grounded in the word before you get off on some things. But it's absolutely amazing. I remember what uh, John Leake said. He went to Africa, you know, many years ago to turn the century as a missionary. And all of the missionaries, all, all of them of all denominations, had a meeting there in South Africa. He was invited to come. And they were greatly disturbed, you see, because they were unsuccessful in dealing with witchcraft power and with witch doctors and so on. And, and, and so they were ready to give up in despair. They said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because these witch doctors exercise great power and would do phenomenal, miraculous things. And Lake said, why don't you cast the devil out of them? He was just that kind. They said, and here a missionary, a Christian missionary, said, cast the devil out of him. Why, he'll cast the devil out of you. <laughs> in other words, he'll have more power than you do. Old Lake said, oh, no, no, no. Doesn't have more power than I do. Great is he that's in me and he's in the world. And Lake would go to worldwide, international, spiritist meetings and spiritualist meetings. Invited to come by Sir Conan Doyle from, from England, you know. Invited to come, where there were thousands of people there. And he'd go address them. He'd say, I'll come if you'll give me two hours. He'd talk about the power of God. He said, you people are, are acquainted with phenomenal spirit activities in the spirit realm. Let's see you do a bigger miracle than I can. He's bold about it, bless God. Because I know the greater one's in me. He's greater than all devils and demons put together. Amen. Amen. And so he tells about there in Africa, he was out, you see, in what they call the bush country, you know, not in the city because he lived in Johannesburg. And this chieftain over here said, I heard him say that he was going to put a curse or a spell on this other chieftain. And that he would uh, die. And so he said, I rode by horseback fast as I could. Because he, he said he's going to put it on him on Sunday. And he's miles away. It took him two days of riding almost day and night by horseback. Fast he could go to get over there. And these chieftains, he said it was a Sunday entertainment to them. They'd go out, you know, and look their f flock over their, their cows and count them, you know. So he said, I rode out with this chief. And suddenly he said he, he began to get hot all over and that's what this other chief miles away had said on Sunday, I'm going to burn him up. And he said he began to get hot. He began to take his clothes off. Finally, it fell off of his horse. Lake knew something about 
science and medicine. He said, from all observation, I could tell it looked like he's about to have a stroke. He was as red all over his face. And he said, I saw it going long, far enough. I just wanted to see if that fellow over there from many miles away could do that. And he said, there's no doubt in my mind what the fellow would die. But I grabbed a hold of him and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I break this thing. In the name of Jesus Christ, command the devil and all of his cohorts to leave. The man rose up all right. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagan's three CD series called A Fresh Anointing. Next is Kenneth Hagan's book, Jesus' Name Above All Names. And finally, Lynette Hagan's slimline book entitled It's Your Time to Shine. All three resources are for the special price of $23.95. That's $14.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Coming up just real soon, September the 27th through the 29th, yeah. it is Kindle the Flame Women's Conference. If you have not registered, ladies, I encourage you to go on the web and register. It's just over a week away. We're going to have an awesome, awesome time with the Lord, and you will go away refreshed in Him. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.